You are listening to a sermon from Emmaus Church LCMS. For more information, please go to www.emmauspasco.org. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. When my wife and I are looking for a movie to watch, we often will take the time to watch a trailer. I mean, before I waste two hours of my mortality to some movie director that I don't know, it's helpful to know whether I should really take this chance and I get a chance to make a judgment about whether this film will be worth my time. So the challenge of a movie trailer is to, to make a case for a two-hour movie in a little less than a minute. They have to grab the highlights, the most dramatic and captivating moments, and weave them all together in a way that will convince me to watch a movie. And so you know how trailers work. They do it like this. You, you first you see a car veer off the highway and fly into the air, and then you see a, a husband cradling his wife and his eyes with his eyes closed and tears streaming down his face. And then a hand is raised from a hospital blanket and placed upon the head of a newborn child. The husband, now much older, then sits at an NBA game and watches his son make the winning shot. You see these series of images and you know that that the movie you're about to watch is going to be about a father and a son making it through some terribly difficult circumstances. And you get to then choose whether you want to cry on Mother's Day. That's the power of a trailer. It gives you the basic outline of a story and so shows you the major turning points so you can see whether this story is worth your time. And our reading today from Acts is kind of like a movie trailer. The full account of Stephen is a, is a long account and it's a little long to read in worship. And so our lectionary gives us the highlights from this account in Acts to help us see what the story is really about. And first we see Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit. He's set apart in the church to distribute food. Next, we see him distributing, not distributing food, but doing some great signs and wonders. Then we see him seized by religious leaders. And next, we hear him skipping over, over a whole speech. He is, his voice is already hoarse and tired. He's just given a long speech, and he's castigating his listeners. We overhear his closing words of condemnation. And then we see him drug out and stoned. And just for a moment, high above the sky, then we see Jesus standing at God's right hand. And then the camera pans over to the grim face of a man named Saul, who oversees the whole thing from the trailer's over. And it kind of has it all, right? The care for the poor, miraculous powers, murderous threats, impassioned speech, glory in the heavens and blood on the earth, hints of deeper layers in the characters involved. And the point in all of this preview is that God is ruling here in every moment of this. That's what today's trailer from Acts invites us to see, God at work, in the mundane and the momentous. God is at work in the mundane and the momentous, and that is as true today as it was in the story of Stephen. So we need to see this by going through the text in different parts. As the text opens, we see that the church is embroiled in a most mundane problem. More people, more problems. The disciples are increasing in number, and the daily distribution of food is getting muddled. But here, in these simple mundane matters, Luke insists that God is at work. He wants us to take our eyes off the, off the things we have been seeing earlier in, in Acts, the wonders and signs of the apostles, and focus them on a primary, uh, the, the apostles and, and, and their signs and wonders and their preaching and teaching. He wants us to take our eyes off that and look at these simple men, these simple servants, who are commissioned to administer the daily distribution of food. These deacons, or servants, are important for Luke, and so important that he takes the time to name them. And he directly notes the importance of the Spirit being among them. And their part, the Spirit is doing his work in these people who are chosen to do this task. 
So even though Stephen was doing miraculous signs and wonders, Luke doesn't let them become the focus. He doesn't tell us what these signs and wonders are. He doesn't tell us a detailed story of them. His focus is on Stephen distributing the food to the poor and these men who become servants. So maybe think about it this way. If, St if Luke were here, the author of Acts, if he were here to describe a congregation in our day, he might look and he'd see the pastor studying the scriptures and getting ready for a sermon. He might see a parishioner coordinating a mission trip or, or facilitating a small group. And then over in the corner, Luke sees one parishioner standing by a table gathering jars of peanut butter for a food pantry. And Luke takes the time to stop and speak about that person, about the one who the Holy Spirit was involved in gathering food. Now, the Holy Spirit's involved in all of it, the word and the mission and the acts of service. But Luke wants us to see that this parishioner, this simple person gathering simple food for the poor, is God at work. And this focus on God working through the mundane, it's not, it's not new. It's not unique to Luke. Jesus came into this world to bring about salvation, and he did some truly momentous things. But he also did a bunch of mundane things, simple things. Yeah, he walked on water, he gave blind people's sight, he raised the dead. But he also just welcomed and blessed children. He ate meals with people, in which he did nothing miraculous other than simply sit in the presence of sinners. He asked his disciples to, to watch a widow giving two small copper coins to the temple. And he sat and talked with a woman at the well. Every hair on your head is numbered, Jesus says. Every mundane hair, or lack thereof. And not a sparrow falls to the ground, but your heavenly Father knows it. God is in the details. That's what Luke wants us to see. And this, month, this pandemic has forced our faces into the mundane. For many of us, our worlds have shrunk. Shrunk to the repetitive mundane tasks of our home. And maybe taking care of a family or maybe just the mundane task of, of living alone. And it brings a stifling sense of monotony. And we want to see something momentous. We want to see something different, even if it's going to the farmer's market or the, the, the grocery store. But Luke, in the scene from the story of Stephen, asks us to see that God is at work in, our, in what our world calls the mundane. Jesus suffered for our salvation on the cross. He took on himself every sin, great and small, even the very, very small, that he might bring us into God's kingdom, which embraces all our lives and every wonder, great and small. But of course, it's not just in these small, mundane things that God shows up. He does indeed show up in the momentous things. And that's actually what we see later in the account. We have scenes from the death of Stephen. And here you can just imagine the movie score rising to a crescendo because God is working in a momentous but, but surprising way. Now, as accustomed to the way movies work, we would expect in this point, when, when Stephen is dragged out to be stoned, we would expect Jesus, the superhero, to come and save the day, to rescue Stephen from the rubble and bring about a happy ending. But God doesn't do that. God doesn't intervene like that. Now, he's not just sitting back in the heavens, unconcerned about the things that are happening on earth. He's, he's working, even here, but in a, a darkly mysterious way, in which the momentous and the murderous are woven together into one tapestry, and grace makes beauty out of an ugly thing. See, God works wonders in the momentous suffering of this world. See, listen to how Luke tells the story. See, he tells the story in, a, in an important way. Like a good movie director, he makes sure he's in control over how you see the events. Stephen is dragged out of the city, thrown down and stoned. And when this happened, he, he falls, right? When you get hit with rocks, you fall over. But Luke tells us that Stephen falls to his knees. He falls to his knees in reverence to God, to pray to God. I mean, you'd think there would be a difference between being thrown to the ground with stones 
and kneeling in prayer, but according to the director of this film, they look the same. And when Stephen is dying, he, he cries out. And you can just imagine the scene. A man is, is hit with rocks and he cries out in pain. But when Luke records this, we don't hear screams of pain. We hear a prayer of faith. Stephen cries out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And we hear echoes of Calvary. And Jesus crying out, Father, forgive them, for, I, for they know not what they do. And finally, when Stephen breathes his last breath and, and he dies, Luke simply says he falls asleep to rest in his Savior. And here, witnessing and approving all these horrific deeds is a man who, to spoil the movie, will become the hero of the rest of the book of Acts, Saul. See, Luke reveals to us that there's nothing beyond the reach of God. Stephen is bloody and stoned, stoned to death and suffering and dying, and yet God is here at work in a momentous way, weaving conflict and suffering and even death itself into a powerful screenplay of God's self-giving love. For this is actually just one scene in a much longer film, a story of a God who was most glorious and powerful when he was degraded, hanging bloodied from a cross, who triumphed over his enemies in the moment when they defeated him. This is the movie of God's strength made perfect in weakness, because it's the story of Jesus, the Son of God, the light of light, the, who, the one who holds all worlds, who entered into this world and suffered and died in order to take away this world's sin. And in rising from the dead, he revealed that Jesus has conquered everything, all evil, all death, and now nothing, no suffering, no treachery, no oppression, can separate us from Jesus' love. Because Luke says, God is at work in this world. Not in a, the way the skeptics would say, where the, the guy's hovering above the world and he never really touches down, it's just an idea. Nor in the way that many religious people would think when say, well, he, he, he comes into our situations of suffering and he fixes them. No, God is here at work in the midst of suffering, transforming that suffering into the glory of his kingdom, into the glory of his cross, turning mundane servants into martyrs, murderers into apostles, guilty people into forgiven saints. Stephen's stoning is part of the suffering of Christ, and, show it, and so it shares the glory of Christ. And so nothing can separate us from this love of God, who is active and at work in our lives and in this world. That's the whole point of Stephen's speech. If you go back and you watch the whole speech, or listen, read the whole speech, although it's been cut out of our reading, his speech focuses on the wonderful way that God worked throughout the history of Israel. He says, God does not live in houses made by men. Rather, he's known through his powerful word that is at work at all places in the world. Abraham in Mesopotamia, Moses at Mount Sinai, Israel in the wilderness. Even now in Jerusalem, after the crucifixion of Jesus, God is making himself known, Stephen says. So when persecution arises, as it will, the disciples will be scattered from Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth, but God will still be there doing his work, bringing all people to the saving knowledge of Jesus, who died and rose and ascended, and now rules over all things. Okay. So trailers have a purpose. They're to encourage you to entrust a few hours of your mortality to a director. And so too, these scenes from the life of Stephen have a purpose. They encourage you to entrust your entire life to the God who is at work in your world, in the mundane and in the momentous. It encourages you to entrust these, this strange moment, this pandemic moment in your existence, when all the, the variety that gives spice to your life and all the company that gives comfort and all the tasks that give meaning, when they've been taken away, and invites you to trust that God is still at work here 
and now. Except there's a difference. This reading from Acts is not like a movie that you can choose to see or not. God's at work in your life whether you see it or not. He's at work whether you watch the movie or not. And you have no choice about that. He, he rules over all things, and he works in our world. He created us. He claimed us as our own, as his own, in our baptisms. He called us to serve him in our vocations. And he promises to raise us up to live with him in the new creation. All of that is already true. And it will be true. See, this trailer invites us to see it. To see the truth about the world. To see God working. And to see that God's not just working on Sunday through the word and the sacrament. He's not just working in the great turns of life, but in every corner and crevice of your mortality. We look at the food on the table and we remember buying it at the store, but we need to see that God is at work there through farmers and grocers feeding us. We look at the paperwork on our desk and we wonder how we're going to get it all done and we, we need to see God at work calling us to our vocations to serve him and his people in this world. We see mothers nursing and making bottles and wiping butts and bandaging scraped knees and teaching math. And we need to see God at work, using mothers to say, let there be life. See, Stephen's trailer, as short as it is, assures us that every moment is flooded with God. A God who is not distant, a God who is not absent, but is working and making all things new. And nothing, not even death, can separate his people from him. And everything even death, can and will be used by him to bring his message to the world and to make all things conform to the image of his son. See, Stephen died not knowing the significance of the man who watched him be stoned. But we, who get to read the rest of Acts, know that, well, Paul did some pretty amazing things. And God was at work even there. Stephen died entrusting himself to the God who was at work in the mundane and in the momentous even then, even now. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. And may the peace that passes all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. This has been a message from Emmaus Church LCMS. We thank you for listening and invite you to find out more by visiting our website at www.emmauspasco.org. That's www.emmauspasco.org.